We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, folks. Colin Kelly here from Rotoviz Overtime, a podcast I host along with Sean Siegel. Welcome along to a Rotoviz Radio production. In just a little moment, we'll jump straight into the podcast. Before we do so, I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% of a Rotoviz NFL pass right now on the rotoviz.com website. It gives you access to all of our content and tools and sets you up perfect for the NFL season. All you have to do is add the code 2020 RV Radio at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. And of course, while you're listening to the podcast on the network, helps us out a lot if you can rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Really do appreciate that. As I mentioned at the start, Road of His Overtime with Sean Siegel twice a week. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so after this show. But let's get straight into it. Enjoy the podcast. What will Carson Wentz's 2020 look like? Will Kyler Murray throw for more than 25 touchdowns? And what should we make of Dalvin Cook's holdout? We're talking all that and more on Roto Viz radio what's up roto welcome back to roto radio brought to you by bet online in the ffpc i'm dave cabin senior fantasy analyst at roto joined by the editor-in-chief of fantasy labs part of the action network matt friedman um matt uh seeing as last you used last episode to um micturate and defecate all over <laughs> um my range of outcomes app and then completely went off the rails on it what was a terrific outline uh, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I am doing pretty well. Uh, Micturate. I'm uh, really impressed by that one. I, well, I just have to say. That's actually from the big Lebowski. When um, Mr. Okay. Lebowski says to him, you know, something about like, anytime someone micturates on your rug and I'm responsible, Mr. Lebowski. 
Okay. Some, something uh, along I've seen that lines. movie once, which is probably sacrilege, but uh, that yeah. anyway, w- way to go deep and pull that one out. Yeah. So that's, that's actually, I would say my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. You've only seen um, it once. You got to go back. Yeah. How old were you when you, or where? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll phrase it like that. How old were uh, grad you school. I was in grad school. Grad school. Yeah. Okay. That was probably a pretty good time for it. Um, I think the thing about the big Lebowski is there's so many different things you can appreciate about it that are extremely subtle and not in your face at all that it's worth a couple of watches. Yeah. That's all um, I'll say. Okay. Sounds feel good. feel free to to shoot back with something that I need to to rewatch or watch again or something if you want. If not, we can press on. Uh no, just be aware that I'm going to derail this show once again. Oh, Continue. Oh god. What are you trying to are you trying to become a fantasy mansion Matt <laughs> Kelly? No, it's just uh, I sometimes I don't dig deep into my derailing talents, and uh, you know I have some questions. I'm, no, I'm you're, feeling, you're good I'm at it. You're it good a at little it. Bit. All right, and also just to give everybody a little preview, we have confirmed with Fantasy Mansion that he's going to be coming back on uh, at some point this summer, so you can stay tuned for that. More oh, important, I'll uh, I'll plan to skip that episode. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys can record on your own. Yeah. It, that yeah, that's always a fun one to um to edit and then put back to together. That's one of the few shows of ours that I actually have to spend a fair amount of time editing. Um, but okay, Matt, talk to me about Dalvin Cook and the holdout. You know that he is planning on uh, doing, and what you think of Alexander Madison, the Vikings running back situation, everything that falls in that nexus. Uh, I'm, I really don't think anything of the holdout in terms of like adjusting rankings or anything like that. Cause Dalvin cook has zero leverage. Um, the new collective bargaining agreement gives teams the power to severely punish players. If they miss, uh, I believe five or maybe it's more than five, uh, days with an unexcused absence. Uh, and so Dalvin cook, if he holds out, um, he will be at risk of being a restricted free agent next year instead of an unrestricted free agent. So like that would be the ultimate way of shooting himself in the foot if he actually wants to maximize his value, which it seems like he wants to do. Um, so I'm assuming that somehow it works out. Dalvin Cook returns. He plays, you know, if not a full season because of injuries or something like that, as close to a full season as we can project. And if you look in the very handy road of his screener uh, and you look at what Dalvin Cook has done in his three seasons in the NFL on a per game basis, he's had 54, 54 and 55 percent of his team's carries. Uh, I mean, I would project him for roughly around that. In fact, I projected him for a little bit more than that this upcoming season. So uh, I think he's going to play if he starts to slip in best ball drafts that you are in, I think he does provide value in the bottom half of the first round. Okay. Um, so just to kind of close the book on that, that means that you are not really in any way shooting Alexander Madison up your rankings. It's weird. Uh, I'm, I'm doing both. I'm holding steady (laughs) on cook and moving Madison up a little bit. Right, but that um, makes sense I've, because Madison, you're going to be drafting at a point where it's the type of it's not a high leverage pick. So like you're still not caring if you miss, and you'll take the possibility that something does happen with Cook, be it through a holdout or in the season that then you know allows him to really surpass his ADP. 
Yeah. So I think what makes Madison worth more now, if you think about kind of the theory of of drafting backups or kind of number two running backs, um, the guys who are worth a little bit more are worth more because they get more usage, uh, things like that. But if Madison ends up paying off, I think what makes him different now is that he pays off in a massive way because that means Dalvin Cook just is not there. You know, like it's it's hard to to go with someone uh, like Tony Pollard um, because, you know, like he's not really going to get usage or something like there has to be like Zeke is done for the year and then Tony Pollard explodes. But like we now actually do have like something that could take Dalvin Cook off of the map for an entire season, potentially, you know what I mean? Like if he actually goes full levy on bell and decides to hold out. So I do think Madison is worth more, uh, than he was, you know, last week or something like that. But, uh, I am still holding steady on Dalvin cook. I like it. Um, I think I'm, I'm basically going to be doing the same thing. Um, but let's get to today's FFPC stat attack. And that is in 2017, Carson Wentz passed for 33 touchdowns and 3,296 yards in just 13 games that brought him to a points per game average of nearly 25 points. We are going to be talking about Carson Wentz after I remind you that the FFPC is the home to the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry including dynasty best ball and of course the world famous ffpc main event to learn more or to join a league head to myffpc.com that's myffpc.com and of course we've got a handful of tools at rotoviz specifically designed for ffpc domination So Carson Wentz ended up doing really well in my projections. Um, I still have a couple of teams to finish, but he could be my quarterback five, which is not something I was expecting. Of course, it is a really tricky situation because Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey could easily miss a lot of time, which would really kind of change the entire makeup of the team. How hard do you think that makes it to know what we can expect from Carson Wentz? and? I feel like I am too high on Carson Wentz and I really need to go back and think about how I arrived with him having such a bullish projection. Um, Am I far off from you? How, you know, how far apart are we? Um, it's hard for me to say right now how far apart we are because I'm, I still have a lot of team projections to do, but to the first question, about uh, the impact of Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson on Carson Wentz. Um, I don't think it's honestly that big of an impact uh, for a few reasons. One, I have a a pretty top-down approach, and uh, I think quarterback is much more important than wide receiver. And so I would just sort of expect that more or less, Wentz would have production within the same range and uh, if it's not going to Alshon and Djax, it's just going to other guys on that offense. Um, you know, uh, Dallas Goddard, for instance, would be someone who I think would be a prime beneficiary if one of those guys is out. Um, so I'm not really factoring much in terms of like Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson in terms of what they mean to Carson Wentz. Um, to the question about Carson Wentz and how like bullish you are on him. 
uh, I don't know how this uh, would sort of play into uh, your kind of perspective on him, but I have him right now for around uh, 4,100 yards passing, around 30 touchdowns, a little under 10 interceptions, and then actually not that much rushing. Um, I think maybe part of that is just because of the uh, the injury. Maybe he doesn't kind of run as much as he used to. Part of it is that I'm thinking um, that we actually see Jalen Hurts maybe kind of play something of like a, um, I don't know, like before uh, I'm, I'm blanking on names, which is very like a Taysom Hill, like play right. sort of like a Taysom Hill kind of role. So maybe some of the, the rushes that we would have expected to go to Carson Wentz end up going to Hertz. So um, I have him for like around like 150 rushing yards. Um, so that I imagine will like bring him down in my projections relative to yours. Mm, interesting. So I actually only have him uh, with 218 rushing yards and one touchdown. Uh, really what's driving things heavily for him in my projection is let me look so as far as passing attempts go i have them you know maybe around like the 75th to 80th percentile of team passing attempts when i'm all done but i have him at 7.7 yards per attempt which would tie 2018 for the highest of his career last year he was at just 6.7 did play 16 games through for 4,000 yards but this projection assuming he played all 16 games Put with the 7.7 puts him around 4,700, 4,800 yards, which I think is really what's driving me up. I also have 34 touchdowns. I think that this is a little too strong of a projection for him. That's, yeah, that's super. (laughs) So I need to go back and revisit it. Now, one of the challenges of doing something like this is for me, my quarterback results aggregate based upon what the running backs and the wide receivers do um so i need to figure out you know like which player i am too high on or if it's just collectively all of them uh final point i want to bring up on the eagles here is that um i'm also on board that even if deshaun jackson and alshon jeffrey do miss time um, I don't think that radically changes the projection for Wentz. So for me, he's probably not really the QB5. I think he's probably closer to maybe QB9 to 12-ish. Um, but this is a different situation than like, if you're thinking about Tom Brady, if you take out Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, how far does Tom Brady fall down? It's a, it's a different situation than that, I think. Yeah. I have one thing that boosts Wentz, and this is probably something that uh, you have working in your models too. Yep. I have the Eagles projected for a lot of plays per game, like around 66 and a half plays per game. So they don't even need to be a super pass heavy team in order for Wentz still to have a lot of passing opportunities. Um, but, you know, like there is the possibility that they could rely on the pass quite a bit. And I still have them, I think, like as an above average passing team. So, yeah, th- like the the rate of play is really, I think, what uh, would fuel enthusiasm for Wentz. Yeah. So just to put things in perspective, last year, the Eagles ran 86 more plays than league average, which is very aggressive. Um, yeah. And that is something that I have translating into how I was building the numbers for Wentz and the rest of the team. So um, that certainly is driving it. 
Uh, last year, we spent a lot of time before the season talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, he really did deliver with a very solid rookie season. Arizona didn't run as many plays as we were hoping they would, uh, but Murray still managed to accrue production on the ground through 20 touchdown passes. Fast forward to 2020, he has DeAndre Hopkins in his arsenal. Do you think he can pass 25 touchdowns? I think it's a definitely a possibility, but more to the point, how likely is it that we see um, Murray get to like the 26 touchdown type of range? Hmm. Um, honestly, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done the, the projections for Arizona yet. Yep. I just kind of shooting from the hip. I would say like that feels roughly like close to a median outcome and like, maybe, maybe I'm just wrong on that, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I don't know, like thinking of the quarterbacks last year, like Carson Wentz got there, you know, yep. uh, like, I don't feel like that is actually all that high of a number. Um, well, I can tell you that um, last year, the 60th percentile, actually not just last year, across the last five seasons, for fantasy QB1s, the 60th percentile for passing touchdowns in a season is 24. The 70th percentile is 26.3. So, you know, you got to figure 25 is probably somewhere around like 65th percentile. I think he has a pretty good chance of getting there. I think I think they are going to... Uh, play faster than they did last year he has better weapons and i do think maybe they lean a little bit more on the pass and then i would just expect him to be better this year than he was last year yeah so last year they ran 31 plays less than league average this year i have them going a little bit above league average and then i have murray in my projections going for 25 touchdowns so i think it's definitely possible we see him you know kind of get up into that 75th percentile or better type of range um Kyler Murray, I think that he is a fantasy quarterback I'm going to be hoping to get in 2020. Uh, but let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Bet Online. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out visit betonline.ag and use promo code blue wire for a free welcome bonus that's one word blue wire bet online your online wagering experts all right matt we are going to play a game called the 100 dollar choice i felt like i had to give you very specific parameters here so that i don't get the um the the snarky response to when I set this game up or when I set these questions up, okay? So for each okay. of the below, the only um, thing that you need to know is we're pretending that I'm the richest person in the world and I can just give out $100 like it's nothing. So I'm going to ask you a series of these questions. You just give me their answer in a yes or no. Feel free to elaborate on it. And if you were to get it right, I would give you the $100. So you have to give me a yes or no for the purposes of this show you can outline your thought process. Does this all sound okay. good? All right. Uh, it, it sounds like something. Okay. 
Miles Sanders finishes as a top seven running back. No, uh, I like Sanders, but um, I feel pretty decent about the top five guys. Uh, you know, like the top, the unanimous top five, yep. uh, including Dalvin Cook in that. And then I think Derrick Henry is a really strong number six. And then, you know, I'm assuming this is PPR. So, yeah. you know, I, I would think that like Mixon or maybe even Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, like someone gets there before Sanders. Yep. That makes sense to me. Even though you might think that Sanders is good, the odds are, you know, probably higher that or the odds aren't, you know, great to finish as a top seven is given those other players. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger throws for more than 4,300 yards. Yes. He's been Roethlisberger. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, if you actually look at Roethlisberger's stats, because we're going the whole season, and I probably should have had this up in... Let me just give you the last five seasons. Well, we'll go from 2008 back to 2014. Uh, passing yards, 2018. Oh my goodness, 6,129. 2017, 4,261. 2018, 3,819. Of course, he only played 14 games. 2015, 3,938 on 12 games. So ultimately, this was a question of if Roethlisberger at this age without Antonio Brown is still going to be able to move the Steelers down the field, it seems like you think that he can. Debo Samuel gets more than 95 targets. Okay, so I actually have just recently done the uh, San Francisco projections. So let me actually look yep. and see how many uh, targets I am projecting him for. Uh, you said more than 95? Yep. Uh, I have him projected literally for 94.95. <laughs> so I will uh, take the under there. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to, to get to the trickiest number I could find, and it sounds like I may have done so. Um, AJ Green scores more than 200 fantasy points. No, that's uh, a high number for a guy who hasn't played a lot of games recently, who who has a rookie quarterback uh, who isn't going to be able to form chemistry with him because of the coronavirus. Okay. Um, David Montgomery gets more than 275 carries. Oh boy, David Montgomery. Uh, I'm going to say no. I do not believe Montgomery gets that many carries. Um, that's a pretty healthy number of carries in uh, today's NFL where yep. teams lean more on the run uh, and then also have committees. So 270, 275, right? That yep. would have been like close to a top five number last yeah. year. And uh, I mean, Montgomery, I think is a little bit undervalued uh, or maybe that's not the right way to say it. Like Montgomery has potential, but uh, I just don't see him getting up to that number. So this is why I asked the question in, in my projections right now, I have him at two fifty two. I bring it up because I do see sometimes on Twitter, people talking about, you know, why are people forgetting about David Montgomery? You know, he's going to have such a high workload. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking at the situation saying, well, Tariq Cohen's still going to be heavily involved in the receiving game. Maybe Montgomery does get some receiving action. Um, but with the bears pace, the amount of rushing attempts that they're going to take in the, in the rushing share that I see Montgomery getting, I don't think he's creeping up into that type of range. Granted 252 is still a pretty strong. That's that's number, a high number. Of, of attempts. But my point here is I don't think we're looking at David Montgomery bell cow. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he had 242 last year. Like, we'd probably assume he gets more yep. uh, in his second season. But uh, it's just hard to know what to do with that offense. Um, I think it might actually be a little bit better because of Nick Foles. Um, and so maybe there's just more opportunities there. But uh, I don't know, just 275. That's just that's such a high number for yep. a, a guy that I don't I just don't kind of think of as a top five guy. Yes, um, I'm not going to argue with with you there, and I don't think many people actually would. Uh, final question here: Sony Michelle is an RB two. Oh boy. Um, okay, uh, per game or for the season? I will let you take that either way. Uh, if it's for the season, I'm going to say no, um, because I think that he has uh, the risk of missing some games, yep. uh, you know, recovering from foot surgery and, you know, foot surgery could linger, but um, if he is healthy, uh, which is, you know, a big if, uh, I think on a per game basis, he maybe could be an RB2. Um, not because I think he's great, but just because like he did have 247 carries last year. And uh, I could see the team continuing to uh, give him opportunities in what I expect to be a run-heavy system. Yep. Um, who would you, and we're, we're outside of the game now. That game is complete. Who would you rather own, though? Let's say they had the same ADP, Sony Michelle or James White, in 2020. Oh, man. <sighs> Probably Sony Michelle. Um just because I think the Patriots defense will be good enough to keep the Patriots close in a lot of games. And uh, even if they get down, I think they still might have a pretty run heavy scheme. Uh, and I do think like a lot of the, um, the value that James White had relied on his chemistry with Brady and uh, Brady's willingness to check the ball down uh, almost like incessantly to his running backs. And uh, I just don't know if that's going to be there uh, in 2020. That's fair. I think that I actually lean, though, more towards James White because I look at the receiving core that they have, and I think that the team is going to look for receivers that they know they can trust. They have Julian Edelman Uh, there. They know they can trust him. They need other players in this offense they can rely on. I also think that they start to do some of the things – Maybe. I'm not saying I think it happens, but I think that there's a likelihood that they do some of the things that they did with Brady early on with Kevin Falk and getting Brady, you know, kind of in a rhythm early in games or using it in important situations like we've also seen them do with James White. So I would go with White banking on the fact that there's or not the fact banking on the expectation that they may need to make him like a focal point of the offense and one of those players that they use to help Stidham through this first season. I do expect them to try to be a fairly run-heavy team, which could work out with Sony Michelle. But the other thing is, I'm not certain that touchdowns are going to be something that can really push Sony over the top this season when you compare him to James White. Um, but I'm not going to go on on a limb and say, you know, I feel like a hundred percent certain that it's going to be white, not Michelle, but that would be how I would play it. Yeah. I think white is the better player. Uh, I'm just not quite as certain about what the usage is going to look like. Fair enough. Um, all right, Matt. Well, this was a much better episode than last week. Um, you did not, uh, or the, or the first one in the week you did, you didn't try to, to 
steamroll me or um you know insult uh, the different things that i've built for the site so well i didn't really see my my way in i mean i can certainly do that now if you wanted but um, yeah <laughs> well yeah. i mean did you have anything uh you know uh, festering in that in that mind of yours that you wanted to share with us before we leave um no i, I do have some thoughts though okay. uh, big surprise on the uh the range of outcomes app <laughs> and, and, and uh, like actually but potential ways to to maybe use it for uh for betting on uh on on player props yep. uh or like season long, um, you know, like who will lead the league in receiving uh, like futures, things like that. Um, but uh, we can talk about that on a future episode. Yeah, actually, we should do that because I do know that um, we've had a couple of guys for the site that um, have used it for those purposes before in the in the past and, and actually done pretty well. So I do think it's helpful for that. But we can cover that um, perhaps next week, although fairly soon you're not going to be. You're not going to be around. Is that correct? Or is that July that you're going to be gone? Um, end of June. End of June. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, well, in that note, uh, I think we will get to it next week. But that does it for this episode. You can reach us at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at MattFTheOracle. Thanks to Bet Online and the FFPC for sponsoring the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, remember, it's not a fantasy if you believe it. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.